Welcome. I'm Malcolm Narder. I'm Emily Wabourn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. This week we are reviewing the legendary, no, hate that I said legendary, but extremely good, important <laughs> uh, 2016 comedy special, Baby Cobra from Ali Wong. Oh. The one and only Ali Wong. Yeah, the legendary. <laughs> <Some Yes. might> <laughs> legendary special from a legendary comic. Yeah, this came out 2016 in like spring, summer. It came out like the week. Mother's that... Day. Yes, I think that was like the week that our semester ended because I remember going home mm. and watching it. And I watched it, I think, three times the first week that it came out. I watched it so many times when it came out and I have since watched it. countless times yeah over and over yeah I love it I don't have much background on it just because I feel like it like dropped and then our lives were changed forever (laughs) yeah it's true I mean uh yeah I I don't even know how many times I've uh watched and or listened to this like Mm -hmm. it's on my phone it always (laughs) comes up like little bits and stuff and I feel like it kind of started me on a like I feel like that summer I watched so many like I got into stand up mm-hmm. because of her mm-hmm. and I was just like trying to find more voices like her. Did you find any? No. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Like- I mean, it's like she's so like I was I think specifically I was trying to find more Asian voices, mm-hmm. you know, because there are I mean, great stand ups out there, of course, that have mm-hmm. lots of specials out and that I had had listened to and were into before Baby mm-hmm. Cobra came out. But Baby Cobra was pretty game changing for me yes seeing stand-up yeah and I a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to this past week about just in response to what's been happening in the Asian community Mm -hmm. a lot of them are like or okay one of them quoted Ali Wong but I like in watching this I was like she five years ago was saying all this stuff that I feel like people are like kind of bringing into the main conversation now Mm-hmm. Like she weaves together so perfectly why you cannot unmarry someone's Asianness from their womanhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just so much stuff she said felt like some of the jokes feel a little 2016. Sure. I mean, there's some of like the feminist bits that are feel like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but it's also like I was thinking about that this week. A lot of those stuff about the, like the lean in. I want to lean mm-hmm. in. I want to lie down. I was like, well, but of the time, like of the other comedians that I was listening to at that time of like Natasha Leggero and like mm-hmm. Jen Kirkman, they all had like their versions of that, totally. Totally. of those, of those jokes. And like, that's what I think is so great about stand up mm-hmm. is like every comedian will have their separate mm-hmm. takes. And what's so cool about Ali Wong is she has like, she looks at it through different, like so many different lens than a lot of the other like white women. Totally. So some of the jokes didn't age great or just like, the conversation has moved on since then but some of the stuff she said still felt so prescient and like so mm-hmm. relevant I guess is what prescient means um mm-hmm. yeah I love her and she's obviously just insanely good at her craft like her timing like mm-hmm. she just like has full control of the audience yeah I know it's her stage persona is just so uh powerful I can't wait I know you've seen her I have not I've I've gotten to see her twice I think I've seen her twice live once after Baby Cobra, like pretty recently after Baby Cobra. And yeah. I don't think that she, she was either like working on stuff for her second mm-hmm. um, special or like it was just new stuff that maybe she never recorded. Mm-hmm. And then once after the, her newest special came out. Yeah. 
She freaking rocks. I mean, it's also one of those things of like, like the audience, you know, is so at her shows are majorly Asian. And it's mm-hmm. like that feeling of like when I saw Crazy Rich with mm-hmm. uh, Asian theater, it's like that just that feeling of community and like mm-hmm. she can play to that in her jokes she can you know play to the mothers in the joke in the mm-hmm. audience she can play just to the women or to like relate to asian people or yeah. just like in general you know general jokes she has like so many uh, totally. i feel like so many cards that she so expertly pulls out and can relate to the audience with yeah and i think either you told me this or it's in hard knock wife but she opens by being like thank you to all the asian women who came and brought their white boyfriends yeah which rocks that was me yeah (laughs) you're her target demographic again like same with like promising young woman or hustlers like it is so rare that i watch something and really feel like i am the target audience Mm -hmm. yeah and it's huge (laughs) it's a huge deal it's it's awesome it's just like being seen you know and like Mm -hmm. being spoken to it's just Mm -hmm. such a important feeling and I feel like especially in recent weeks like hearing people say like we support Mm -hmm. Asian women and Mm -hmm. you know in the community it's just a lovely feeling yeah and I also understand that there's no incentive for politicians to protect Asian people we don't vote as a block like literally they have no reason to want to protect mm-hmm. that community. And until Crazy Rich Asians, there seemed to be like no financial incentive mm-hmm. to market to Asian people at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I accept that as a reality, but every once in a while it is nice to be like, oh yeah, I forgot what it's like to watch something where the executives literally aren't saying like, who gives a shit if Asian people watch this? Like they can mm-hmm. or they don't have to, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Okay, well, well, she opens it up. The first joke she makes is about pregnancy. She says, mm-hmm. we've got to wrap this up. I'm going to pee in 10 minutes. I yep. think it is dope that she opens on, because you know she has to address something. She has to address that she's a woman or that she's Asian or that she's pregnant or something. She's like, yeah, in her third trimester. <laughs> yes. And that is like the, like both of her stand-up specials are she's extremely pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I would say- or more of what I know about pregnancy and like what women go through medically is from her two stand-up Yes. Because it's 100%. American education system. 100%. Like when she's just just real and talking about like what happened to her in birth and like, you know, all the stuff that comes out and Mm -hmm. like, I'm just like, what? I had no idea. Yeah. So I like that she starts with a joke about pregnancy and not... Mm -hmm an Asian joke she doesn't make an Asian joke until she like kind of hints at it but it isn't until like 10 and a half minutes in that she says the word Asian Mm -hmm. because she doesn't have to she has all this other really good material yeah all really good stuff I love like her run on just HPV uh if you don't have HPV you're a fucking loser yes yes and so like she clearly has dealt with hypersexualization and fetishization you can tell in the way that she carries herself and the way that she taught like clearly it's something mm-hmm. she had to deal with and mm-hmm. she has complete control of the audience like she is at the fucking height of her career like she is taken off and what she chooses to do with it is to be like I have agency in my sex life and mm-hmm. I'm an active participant in my sex mm-hmm. life 
I know it sounds like so like low hanging for it to be like she's subverting stereotype but everything she says is she's like but it's true <laughs> I like woke up on a mattress in a kitchen because I was hooking up with skaters I have HPV I'm a pervert I watch yeah. porn like all of it is yeah and she's like people don't expect like me to have an Asian husband because I have these glasses and these opinions like <laughs> yeah she just has really figured out how to deal with it how to be the one that's in control mm-hmm. uh, it just rocks to see somebody absolutely like play that to the absolute like height of its skill and to be making money off of it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like she is very, very good at what she does, but it's also because she puts in so much work to be good at what she does. Like I was listening to an interview with her and it was shortly after she has given birth from after the first special for her Mm -hmm. first daughter and she says like yeah she still goes out at night after she puts the baby to bed and goes to the clubs which I mean you know isn't typical for I feel like a lot of of female comics I mean she she even talks about at one point like you don't see female comics talking about their newly born babies because Mm -hmm they're at home you know like whereas like the male comics that just had babies they can like throw on a t-shirt and just leave and like go to the club you know yeah absolutely yeah so her first joke is pregnancy and then the hpv joke Mm -hmm. then she says she has a hoarding problem because her mom is Mm -hmm. from a third world country she doesn't Mm -hmm. say which one she doesn't say asian yet because she's not like she is not here to give like a 2005 pandering like yeah I'm Asian, but I don't eat dogs. Like she is like all about specificity Mm -hmm. is all about being like, this is a specific experience that I live through. She -hmm. knows that like the audience needs to see her as a person before they can see her as an Asian person. Otherwise Mm -hmm. she's just like their like puppet or like she's just playing into what they want. So she's so good at organizing what order she gives information out. Yeah. So I think it was so smart to say my mom is from a third world country trying to escape the communists. That's something that like Russian people can identify with. That's what people from the Soviet, like mm-hmm. Latin America, you know, she's not, I think that is really smart. Yeah. Also one of my favorite punchlines of hers is came, it all came to a head, you know, with mm-hmm. the Texas Instruments 82 manual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just really good specific stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have a question for you because you do, you do stand up and I do not. So I'm wondering if like, if she was a big influence for you in like the way you write or perform your standup. Yeah, she has like a different style than me for sure. Mm -hmm. But I definitely took note of like, she's for sure like provocative and like, Mm -hmm. and like goes there with like sex and with like shitting at work and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that she's not a provocative comic, but I will say she reads edgier than she is because she's a small Asian woman. Mm-hmm. She'll say, like, in the same way that, like, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was saying that a lot of people think that Fleabag had nudity in it just because she talked about masturbation. And she's like, what? No, yeah. I never got naked in that show. Yeah. But just because she, like, <laughs> said she came, everyone was like, okay, edgy okay. feminist alert, freaking sex She's nude pervert. in every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barely keeping her clothes on. And I think that... <laughs> it made me aware of that dynamic of how I come across because I'll make jokes sometimes. And like, if basically if I use like low level sarcasm, people are like, you've got kind of a dark edge to you. And I'm like, fuck off. I'm just <laughs> short. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think 
That definitely. And also when I was getting into stand-up, it was still sort of acceptable to do kind of hack like I don't follow these stereotypes. And once her mm-hmm. special came out, I was like, okay, you actually don't. That like that's not funny and you don't have to do it. And you can actually do like jokes with a take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what I really like about her her jokes too. I think in what we're talking about is just how specific she is because she knows there is that audience that's there for it mm-hmm. that she can't but like in also being specific I feel like it almost makes it more not palatable but like more audiences that aren't maybe don't know mm-hmm. the super specifics of it they can be like oh okay well that must just be like a very like specific thing that maybe I don't fully understand but I can get why Mm-hmm. it works for the joke or like she's she she writes in a way that like even if you don't know the specifics of it the joke still works yeah and I read recently somewhere that someone was like the more specific you get the more universal the story is mm-hmm. and I think because if she had tried to approach like you and I both grew up in white communities and so our perspectives are informed by a lot of white people and what we read and who we talked to and mm-hmm. I think we approached Asianness kind of in an outsider's perspective and she is like clearly coming to it from the inside out Mm -hmm. and I think that was a difference that I like I was really looking at it as like what's an Asian joke that's going to make white people laugh and she Mm -hmm. is looking at it as like how can I explain the experience that me and all these other people I talk to have Mm -hmm. in a way that everyone's going to understand yeah she's a genius did you know did you know much about her um since she was like a bay area comic had never heard of her until her special dropped yeah yeah that's what's so uh crazy <laughs> too is like once her special drops she just like blows up mm-hmm. and then like she has to add like you know she'll do like 10 consecutive shows mm-hmm. when she's touring like she has to add shows so often because she's just selling out non-stop on her yeah. tours yeah yeah I can't believe how hard she works it's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, like, she's also, you know, she co-wrote and produced and started and Always Be My Maybe. She wrote a book. I mean, she's on American Housewives. She was in Birds of Prey. I mean, she just, like, does so much. She was writing for Fresh Off the Boat. Writing for Fresh Off the Boat. I mean, and it sounds like after writing for Fresh Off the Boat, like, at nights, she would go out and do sets. Like, she works very hard. Um, Chris Rock said that, like, she is someone that doesn't or no, not Chris Rock, um, the creator of Fresh Out the Boat says, like, she does not wait for people to come and find her. Mm. Like, she just goes out and, and does everything so that, like, she can put everything she wants to out there. Wow. But she doesn't wait for it to happen to her. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. She mentions Marie Kondo in her, mm-hmm. in the top of her set, which is nice. You know, just shout mm-hmm. out to another Asian woman and just, you know, treats her like another author. Doesn't, uh, I don't know, weirdly dunk on her a la Alison Roman and also a la every white <laughs> person on yeah. Twitter. People still, I still see like memes about like, she told me only keep five books. Uh, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just get a life. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you letting this woman who's not giving you a single thought dictate <laughs> your bookshelf? Yeah, do whatever you want. She doesn't she doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> Could not care less actually. Yeah. The ten and a half minute mark, she says my husband is Asian, which a lot of people are shocked by. Mm-hmm. Usually Asian American women wear these kinds of glasses, whatever. I just have been thinking about how crazy it has been this last week hearing 
two weeks, I guess, like late night hosts use the term Asian Americans or Asian women or Asian American. Like, I just like never thought I was going to hear that in the, like, I didn't think I would ever hear John Oliver say Asian American women. I didn't think that was a phrase that he, I guess, knew or like would ever be relevant to him. When Mm -hmm. I, my sister and I went to a rally and one of the things they said was like Asian women matter. And it like made me instantly cry because I was like, oh my God. So hearing her say Asian American women obviously feels good. And I don't remember, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure five years ago, it felt amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is also an important joke because it sets off what I think is kind of her main crusade. Her whole career seems to be in service of promoting the idea that Asian men are hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It really seems to be her main goal. Yeah. Or if not main goal, then just like uh, definitely a main aspect. Like I think in, you know, and always be my maybe seeing Randall Park, like highlighting him as like yeah the lead in a rom-com or like you know as very important i mean there's three hot asian guys in that movie it's true (laughs) it's like she's really just all about it's it's a cause that she believes in and i believe in it too so i'm really happy for her um yeah and then that joke also sits off like she's also really good at weaving a narrative in this Mm -hmm. one like it is it's almost like you could spoil the special if you like by yeah. revealing the end joke, yeah. you know, the ultimate joke. It's totally it's like a very skillful um, craft of the special. Um, yeah, I yeah. like the I like the we can go home and be racist together. But mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% of our time is shitting on Koreans. Yeah, because they're half Japanese, half Filipino, half yeah. Vietnamese, half Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. I love. Uh, and she when she talks about uh, getting white guys to go down on her, she says they're colonizing the colonizer, mm-hmm. which I get, like colonization has come up a lot in the last two weeks mm-hmm. in how it informs like modern Asian American identity and like she was talking about it five years ago and people Mm -hmm. are talking about it now like it's novel or not like it's novel but again like she was the only person talking about it and it's Mm -hmm. been five years yeah I thought that was very I don't know ahead of its time I guess Mm -hmm. um she says we're half fancy Asian half jungle Asian which is another conversation Mm -hmm. that's happening uh I think that's what got quoted I believe it was on the podcast yo is this racist Mm -hmm. where they are talking about how like a lot of East Asian people are taking up a lot of room in the Asian American mm-hmm. conversation from yeah. brown Asians mm-hmm. or Asians from lower income countries and she's like already talking like she just yeah. has been like there's so much to her and to consider her just even just like an Asian female comic is like missing so missing much. so much yeah yeah there's just so many levels to her comedy in the way that she performs and in one I get like it really it feels like if someone asks you the what are you question like mm-hmm. you kind of need an hour special to be like well here's all the different things I am and how they're all related mm-hmm. like in her book she talks a lot about how her dad is Chinese and her mom's Vietnamese and like the power dynamic of man to woman and of Chinese person to Vietnamese person and it mm-hmm. seems like she has uh like she studied abroad in Vietnam because that seemed like the culture that she was like she didn't get as much exposure to because the Chinese culture kind of dominated it it dominates it in the U.S. in popular culture definitely I would say in the Bay Area or in San Francisco where she grew up mm-hmm. and definitely if like the patriarch of the house is a member of that kind of, like just all the different stuff that like exists inside this one person yeah and she's somehow able to like express all of that while still telling like the funniest laugh out loud jokes yes yeah and then she talks a little bit about 
you know, her and her husband's relationship, how they met, mm-hmm. the That's proposal. So <laughs> oh, yeah. That part too is great. The, and the I first like that date. Because she's like, he's Asian too, but he grew up on the East Coast. He played mm-hmm. lacrosse at whatever. Like, so he doesn't know anything about Vietnamese people. Again, we are constantly talking about what knowledge is considered valuable. Oh, yeah. So basically, her husband has reached like the goal of assimilation, which is like to do what rich white people want, which is like go to boarding school and go to Harvard Mm -hmm. and play lacrosse and learn Latin and stuff. And she's like, and because he knows all these things, that means he doesn't know jack shit about this other thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that is so smart. Mm hmm of being like the more white culture you consume the higher likelihood you know less about other cultures yeah and like she jokes too like she also went to a private school mm-hmm. she feels like they're doing uh impression of like a white people impression of mm-hmm. asian people mm-hmm. they have scrolls on the walls that they yes. don't know what that means whether or not that's true like she's making her point yeah and it's something i've definitely felt and i feel like sometimes maybe you feel that too like mm-hmm. sometimes and especially because like my sister and i are american and our mom is not like it almost does feel like we are appropriating her culture by being like we're japanese and she's like barely bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, I feel like I am far removed from it in a way. It's like my, it's my grandparents. And then like, I grew up in Montana, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's. And we're still obviously literally Asian, but like, yeah, it (laughs) feels like we are white people doing an impression of Asian people. Yes, definitely at times for sure. Then she gets into her, I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. I don't want to lean in. I want to lie down. I... (laughs) It's very 2016, but I will say, like, she, I think, was kind of one of the first people to say it. And then a bunch mm-hmm. of people, like, copied her. And that's why mm-hmm. it feels, like, like overexposed now. But at the yeah. time, yeah. I think it was pretty fresh. Yeah, it's it's sometimes hard to, like, you have to go back to that time when you're mm-hmm. watching the stand-up special. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, for some of those, like, hotter takes, you got to remember, like, what year it was. Yes. So this was, like, before, like, Me Too and, all, like, all of the major... Trump hadn't even won yet. We I all mean, thought yeah. Hillary was going to win. Yeah. I still think it's funny. Like, I still think the way she presents it, the way she performs yeah. it, I think that's very, uh, just the way she performs, I think is very funny. She gives it nuance and, like, clearly so much specificity from lived experience. Mm-hmm. And also, like, as she's making all these jokes about how she, like, wants to stay at home, like, we all know she is, like, working 30 hours a day. Like, she's working crazy hard. And also, that's not to say that isn't to punch down on women who raise kids at all because she also I mean in general that isn't anyone's goal but also she's really careful about never showing her kids faces on her social media Mm -hmm. her book is dedicated to her daughters her specials Mm -hmm. are dedicated to her daughters like she clearly loves being a mother and it's really Mm -hmm. important to her and she is like joking but it does sound like all of her close friends and colleagues really discouraged her from having kids because it would ruin her stand-up career yeah yeah which like is true is definitely a risk and if she didn't have such a supportive husband it probably would be insanely hard for her to do both Mm -hmm. but it's also obvious misogyny to discourage Mm -hmm. like to tell a woman she can't have it all even if it is true like you're still adding to something that is bad and sexist so anyway I think especially going to like like I have always wanted to have kids and I think Mm -hmm. going to the college that we did it felt like everyone was like um no I don't want to have fucking kids because I'm not like (laughs) 
a pawn in the patriarchy and I was like yeah sure yeah okay uh-huh sure and that isn't to say like people who want to have kids are getting shamed because like I understand that this is a reaction to so many people being pressured into having kids that mm-hmm. don't want to and I, like I absolutely understand their perspective but I think it is really refreshing especially to hear someone who's considered so like edgy being like mm-hmm. fuck yeah I want to be a mom yeah yeah and I mean, this this moment in the special is also like, again, like tying in her narrative of mm-hmm. like, that will be revealed in the end, you know, like, she wants, she wants to be the one that's at home with the kids. She wants mm-hmm. to be like, living the good life off of like, support, you know, in her words, mm-hmm. like, supported by her mm-hmm. husband. And like, it all, it's all very strategic in how she's presenting Mm-hmm. Um, the different aspects of her of herself and her life and her opinions totally and then we jump into her uh <laughs> talking about riding up fresh off the boat mm-hmm. uh the communist toilet paper that they have in the office <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like her bit about the her co-worker telling her that she job. needs to get to work on time <laughs> and she says uh you need to eat bananas yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me to show up on work get my shit together when I hear you not having your shit, your shit together. together yeah she's um, so sweet <laughs> great I mean like something that I think one of the biggest things that I took away from her and like she's an influence for me it's just like purely joke structure like mm-hmm. she uses mm-hmm. so much like parallel wording and like mm-hmm. the way that she sets up jokes mm-hmm. um and then like subverts the expectation for what the punchline is. Yes. Yeah. It, she's just a very uh, good writer as well. Yeah. Extremely skilled. I love when she says uh, when her father-in-law is like, you guys need to make more money. And she's like, uh, this is a conversation for your son. <laughs> yeah. says, when I said I do, what I meant is, oh, I'm done. done. <laughs> like yeah. so smart. Really very smart. I love that part too when she's like, I want to take a stroll and see a quarter and keep on walking like a princess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like we kind of get like her again, her her take on like some of the the Asian stereotypes, Mm -hmm. right? Like Asians can't drive, Mm -hmm. live forever. Like they she gets to put her spin on it, which Mm -hmm. I think um is I think it's brave of her, not brave, but like bold of her to do that in her first special to like, mm-hmm. and to do it so late in the special too, mm-hmm. like after she's set up so much about herself and her personality and what makes her mm-hmm. like, not just uh, a nation comic, but yes. then to address those like, we're trying, we're such bad drivers because we're trying to die, you know, <laughs> like, yes. like her very specific take on it, mm-hmm. um, I think is so smart and like, bold of her to do like I feel like sometimes maybe like a lesser comic would like just not want to put them in at all or like do them up at top and like get it out of the way but she Mm -hmm. like strategically puts it in a place where Mm -hmm. it's like towards the end we already know so much about her Mm-hmm. it's just another way and, and like it comes across more as like yeah we know so much about her and her opinions and like her jokes that like yeah this makes sense as what she thinks mm-hmm. of when she hears that stereotype you know mm-hmm. I think it's also brilliant because it makes it impossible for people to say like 
she's only able to get where she is because she's like a woman and because she's Asian and like she's Mm -hmm. doing all this hack stuff because she's putting it at the end. She's also saying she's making it impossible for other comedians to continue to make hack jokes because she's like, you can make a fucking driving joke, but it better have a goddamn take. And if Mm -hmm. your joke is just going to be that like an Asian person rear-ended you, that's not a joke. What I just did is a joke. So if you want to do this shit, go for it. But you cannot keep doing what you're doing. That isn't comedy. We've moved on. Mm-hmm. And I think she's also really in that she's like weaving in all the specificity from her lived experience. She's like, you might not always be the best person to tell this joke. And there mm-hmm. needs to be more comedians of color. And mm-hmm. before her, it really felt like it was pretty much white men, white women making fun of nail salons and black men. And after Ali Wong, I feel like it has really opened up to a lot more. And she obviously had a part in that. Like her mm-hmm. special took the fuck off mm-hmm. and was like, you guys need more of this if you want comedy to continue to get better. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think like maybe something we should also do maybe soon is like try to find some Margaret Cho stand up. Cause I would be really interested also to see like what she was saying, like, yeah. and like, I'm sure she was talking about a lot of this stuff too, way, way back when. It, yeah. I watched some of Margaret Cho's stand up after Ali Wong. Oh, you did. Okay. And it does feel very like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily an indictment on Margaret Cho. Like that's what the culture was. She had way fewer opportunities. Like I understand that like she kind of had to do a lot of what she was doing, but mm-hmm. she's still a very skilled comedian, but I don't think you would like it as much as Ali Wong. Interesting. You should check it out maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know I've seen, I've seen her stand up. I just haven't seen it in a while. And I think she's really funny and really smart. Mm-hmm. Every time I've seen her interviewed. And she was on The Bachelor this season as a guest. Hell yeah. I love Margaret Cho, though. I, I do too. Yeah, I just haven't watched, I haven't watched her, her um, stand-up recently, so. That's true. I haven't watched it recently. But I watched a really good interview. She and Kamel got interviewed on something. Oh, nice. They were, someone was being super racist to both of them. And they were like, okay, shut up. And this was in like cool. 2014 or something. Cool. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I like when she says... She had to break up with her boyfriend because he wouldn't do anal. She's like, if I went on Craigslist and wrote tiny Asian female seeking anal, every Jewish head would explode. <laughs> I like when she comes for Jewish guys. It feels very authentic to the Bay Area of like white Jews being like, Asian women, that's my bread and butter. We're basically the same. And this is awesome. And Asian women being like, okay, chill out. <laughs> I used to say my fun fact on Hinge used to be I am Jew. And then it was just always white guys sneaking into my DMs being like, me too. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, bitch. That is like the only (laughs) thing you have going on. And also I can see the picture of you. What could you possibly have to offer me if I already have what is clearly your whole personality? That is funny. (laughs) I just, I think it is important because I think sometimes in the conversation around race, Jewish white people try to be like, well, I'm sort of in between. And it's like, no, you're literally more white for this shit. Like, I think a lot of Jewish people like to be like, you know, in the 60s and 50s, a lot of um, Black people would try to like get jobs serving Jewish households because they would like treat them better. And it's like, Jesus Christ, that is your like idea of progressivism. That sucks. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like when she says, J-date more like Lufa date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Just the way she delivers that. It's 
hilarious. Thanks for the rug burn, Avi. I love her. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she talks about miscarriage she's had and um, mm-hmm. talking to her mom about it. Her mom's like, it's like losing a shoe. You yes. Know? It's like- <laughs> and this special is what made me ask my mom if she had ever had mm. And I won't reveal what the answer was, but it started a conversation that I otherwise right. wouldn't. When are miscarriages ever talked about? She even says it. Right. I mean, like, yeah, this special made me, I, I didn't know that miscarriages were that common. Mm-hmm. So good for her literally giving. <laughs> She's really actually educated us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she completely educated us in so many ways. Yeah. And then she talks about like how it takes so little to be considered a great dad and so little to be considered like a shitty mom. Mm-hmm you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I just it's just like every joke I'm like in awe of how she's able to roll in so many different aspects Mm -hmm. like touch on so many different aspects of who she is and Mm -hmm. so many like while also like just taking down stereotypes for women Asian Mm -hmm. people Asian women you Mm -hmm. know it's like Mm -hmm. I mean I can't think of a white comedian who (laughs) did a pregnant stand-up special yeah like this is if you're pregnant and you want to know about it and you want to watch comedy Ali Wong's your option like this is Mm -hmm. an Asian woman who's like I'm here for all women I'm here Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. and then we get like the kind of the the reveal of the this whole special that this narrative she's been weaving of like how she really wants she she went after her husband because he's a Harvard grad. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be taken care of. She doesn't want to, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to lean in. She wants to lie down. Mm-hmm. She's done. Mm-hmm. She turns out they, they went and bought a house. She found out that her husband had like $70,000 in student debt, debt and all of her hard earned TV money paid yes. it off. Yeah. And he's the one that actually trapped her. Because he went to Harvard Business School, yeah. the capital of white collar crime. Yes. <laughs> and then she ends it on, if we don't, if I don't work, we die. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm doing this special eight and a half months yeah, pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And again, like Just by the time brilliant. she does that, it, I remember being like, okay, this is a little repetitive. You've like said trap his ass a few times now, mm-hmm. but it is like such skillful weaving together. You're right. Like yes. it does like literally spoil the rest. And she is like, all of these things are related. How could they not be? Like, I cannot mm-hmm. talk about being a woman without talking about being Asian, or I cannot talk about being a feminist without talking about, like, talking about my job and, like, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely all related. It's so smart. I love also when she says, like, another aspect of when her friends are like, don't get pregnant, don't you wanna travel the world instead mm-hmm. of having a kid? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. Until my husband dies, I'm going to live forever as an Asian woman. You're not considering this as what I'm assuming are mostly white female friends. Mm-hmm. Asian don't die, especially the women. <laughs> it just, I've, I'm reading Ain't I a Woman by Bell Hooks right now, and which is just all about like, it is impossible to divorce blackness from womanhood if you are a black woman. And like when people say black people, they mean men. And when people say women, they mean white women. Mm-hmm. and so anytime she's like this is what I'm experiencing as an Asian person here's me as a woman and like I think there would be pressure on her to just talk about the Asian thing because there's really no other Asian comedians mm-hmm. like there's kind of Ken Jung, there's kind of Ronnie Chang but like she's the biggest by far mm-hmm. and she's like nope fuck that I'm literally just talking about my specific experience and if something is different for women that doesn't apply to Asian men that's not my responsibility and that's not what I yeah. want to do material about 
And I think I have never laughed harder than when she's like, we're going to go bald. We're going to go to the park and do this thing. And she just like swings her arms and she's like, it's a free activity. (laughs) I like cried laughing, then described it to my family at the dinner table and started like laugh crying again (laughs) because it's so fucking funny. It's absolutely true. We all know what she's talking about. And it is Mm -hmm. once again, her being like, you need to let Asian women be comedians because this Mm -hmm. is funny and you cannot talk about it until we get to like be a part of comedy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think like what makes her comedy so like so good too is the way she writes. She says that she only writes on stage and it comes like from the honesty and and emotion of just of like what comes to mind what like what will make the audience laugh and so Mm -hmm. just like being really honest and emotional for her Mm -hmm. and connecting to that is how she finds a lot of her jokes she says and I think that really shows yeah the only okay I just want to mention some of the jokes that made me cringe a little bit partly just because like this came out five years ago, mm-hmm. but I also know people who kind of had issues with it when it came out. Like the part where she's helping men discover their prostate. I had one friend say like they they couldn't finish the special because they interpreted that to essentially be a rape joke. And I don't mm-hmm. interpret it that way, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I just want to mention, I understand mm-hmm. if people did interpret it that way. And I don't think that that takes away from her comedy. She's still extremely skilled. And I think like, based on the rest of her work like she clearly cares about like growing and listening to different communities and how they intersect Mm -hmm. but it was obviously just a moment that made me feel a little bit weird Mm. when she makes that joke like her mom has outlived all of her like latino friends all of her white friends all of her black friends and she's just kidding she doesn't have any black friends this isn't rush hour three the movie is like it's still a good joke obviously from like a construction Mm -hmm. aspect I think it is like an original way to address what everyone is aware of as like tensions between the black and Asian communities Mm -hmm. like listening to it now it feels a little bit glib I guess but again I'm not even trying to criticize it I am just Mm -hmm. I just feel like I would be remiss to not mention these like little moments that shouldn't take away from her comedy at all Mm -hmm. I just I get it up just to address like yeah it Mm -hmm. stand up the shelf life is short the fact that her special still feels as fresh and as funny as it does today is like a huge testament to her comedy Mm -hmm. yeah I mean some of the most famous comedians their specials you know like Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy brilliant comedian Mm -hmm. you know a lot I I mean yeah that's just kind of the nature of stand-up unfortunately yeah uh, like certain jokes sometimes are in and some you know in to make jokes about and sometimes you know and then that, that those kind of fads pass you know mm-hmm. I'm not saying that these jokes are necessarily that I think that I hadn't I hadn't actually heard that criticism about that prostate joke and I think that is definitely a fair point it also I think just comes out of uh you know a place of who she is sexually too I think that's pretty clear in the special what she Mm -hmm. talks about yeah that's a that's an interesting point yeah still an amazing special Mm -hmm. an amazing comedian and uh as Jay Leno says you know every joke has a kernel of truth in it (laughs) yeah yeah 
he 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 especially is very he's very um well versed in asian jokes and he's in tune with the community Mm -hmm. his apology was so good he was like i thought north korea was the enemy why is everyone getting mad yeah he's really in tune with with the times and he did admit that he doesn't think that this recent criticism is an example of cancel culture which was huge of him it's really nice of him to think that he is not actually getting canceled for this yeah he's getting canceled for not being funny for the last 15 years (laughs) (laughs) well what would you give baby cobra gongs and ramen Five and five, man. This, I mean, like, changed the game. No question. No question. Five and five, 100%. It was the crazy rotations of stand up. It really was. I mean, amazing. Oh, we love Ali Wong. She really is one of the greats of all time. I agree. We're going to be watching the sort of outdated special of another mm-hmm. female comedian next week, The Meg. Mm-hmm. Some of her jokes definitely don't hold up as well as Ali's. But you have to understand that this was during the Reagan era and mm-hmm. a lot was different back then. It also took place deep in the ocean. So it's like- Tech was a logistical nightmare. It's, yeah, it's like a little bit hard to understand here sometimes. Language barrier, for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of the audience drowned like, and died. Yeah, it's like a big cultural disconnect too, I think between us and huge sharks. So- yeah, but she really, I think, drives home that you cannot uh, talk about someone's megalodonness without also talking about being Asian American. Exactly. They're interlinked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. See you next time.